listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. This is Dr. Charles Lauch, uh, bringing to you episode number 63 with our special guest, Miss Rosie Raquelme. Rosie is the orchestra director at Decatur High School, which is just east of downtown Atlanta. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks uh, for having me. I'm always excited. I'm glad that we were able to connect again. Uh, we've known each other for a, a little while now, actually quite a while. Quite a while. <laughs> and, um, uh, but, uh, I've always uh, just admired um, your creativity in the classroom, and we're going to talk about that today and all the great work you did at Collins Hill High School, and now you've started a new position this year, and I can't wait to, uh, to, to hear all about it and the ins and outs and the, you know, all, the, all the things you're doing. So thank you so much for being here, and welcome. This is episode 64, I think, or 63. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's so uh, we're really uh, doing—I I love, I love doing it, and uh, we're having a great time. So— Tell us all about everything that's going on with you. Uh, tell us, I guess, for people who haven't listened to the, the, you being on the podcast before, give us a little background real quick, and then, um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, this is my um, this is my thirteenth year teaching. I keep saying it's going to be my luckiest year. There we and, go. <laughs> um, so, for the first twelve years of my career, I was at Collins Hill High School in Swanee. And this year, um, I'm at Decatur High School in Decatur, Georgia, and I'm thrilled to be there. It's quite an adventure. Um, Dr. Heston McCraney has been teaching the middle school and the high school students when they got to high school. Okay. So this is the first year where there were ninth, 10th, and 11th graders. Got ready it. So to it's a new them. program. Yes, at uh -huh. the high school. Yeah. At the high school, right. So, uh, and everybody's, you know, working their way up, so... It's an opportunity for you. You went from full-time a billion kids at Collins Hill to your new program and you have your part-time. So tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about that. And um yeah, like, that... you know, I, I know it's always hard to decide to do that. And I know you have some some reasons, but uh I know you're still keeping busy. So tell us about how you're able to work full time and then have a flexible schedule too, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had, um, you know, a lot of kids at Collins Hill, and I've got 47 this year. At <laughs> what a difference, right? Personalized. <laughs> I mean, I will say, though, it's pretty nice. You yeah, know? for sure. It's, it's intimate. And, you know, I'm not having to like yell, you know, to the <laughs> row, second violin, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's refreshing. Um, but it's also it's I mean, it's exciting. It's it's a challenge, you know, mm -hmm. and just to to see, all right, what's this program going to be? And yeah, it was a tough decision to go from full-time to part-time. It was something I really had to discuss with my husband a lot, you know, because sure. there was some money crunching, some That's number right. we had to do. Um, but I, I believe in the opportunity that is there. I yeah. believe in the cluster and I know Heston McCraney is just incredible. So okay. I obviously wanted to work with her. And yeah. so just, you know, I, I was really happy at Collins Hill and I always knew, I mean, you know, I wouldn't leave unless like a really interesting, cool opportunity mm -hmm. presented itself. And this was, this was that. So I'm, so really, you know, I'm really, you know, I, my, my big thing is, you know, every time I've moved schools or whatever, I, I, I follow my heart, you know, and you just know, like inside. And there was uh, one particular move I made, I won't say where, but uh, <laughs> it just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my heart and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't there, you know. And yeah. uh, it, it, it's it's hard when when you are trying to do 
do what's best for yourself and for your career and for your family, family mm-hmm. first, of course. And sometimes you have to make, you have to make those decisions and it's not always easy, but you know, right. you follow your heart. You feel like you're in a great place. That's yes. good. That's great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, it's I, my whole family actually lives like around Decatur. My dad, my aunt, my sister, my, my mom lived right there too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I feel connected to that community. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. And um, so tell us how, like, so now how many days uh, are you working every day, half a day? Um, well, so the schedule is interesting. So <laughs> high school is on an alternating block schedule, okay. which I thought I would hate, but I'm actually kind of liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work a full day on Tuesday, a full day on Thursday and a half day on Friday. Wow. So- okay. Yeah, so it's that's exactly great. half time. Mm-hmm. And that gives yeah. you Monday and Wednesday and half a day Friday. Are you working mornings on Friday? I am not. I'm enjoying my half day on Friday. Yeah, no, but I mean, are you working the morning part or the afternoon part? Oh, um, literally the middle. I get oh, to go okay. an hour late and I leave an hour early. That's so. great. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. So on your days off, you're not off. I know you're you're doing a lot of work at different schools. Yeah. Tell us a little I, bit about yeah. that. Um, this, I, I actually really love this. I've, I I love going to other schools, you know, it's, it's one thing to like talk to your colleagues at PD and things like that, but to actually be in their program, in their school, you really get to see how they run things. And it's, it's been really special. I've really enjoyed going to, to all the different schools that I've been going to. So you're doing sectionals. Are you doing any clinicking too? Like with the whole, whole group? Yeah. Yeah, Um, it's, it's mostly sectionals. Mm -hmm. Um, violin, viola bow holds. That is like my ultimate, <laughs> ultimate passion. But no, I've definitely done some full group mm-hmm. stuff too, but it's been mainly violin. Right. So, but that gives you the flexibility because if you don't want to go or you can't go, you just say, sorry, I can't, I'm not available that day. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's super nice to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. And I'm learning new rep when I'm going to these schools. Right. So yeah. Great. I mean, uh, the best for me that some of the best PD I can do is when I see teachers work and you just, you can, like you said, you're getting rep ideas, you're getting teaching strategy ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, teachers, that's what we do. We, we borrow and steal from each other and, uh, you know, some things will work for us and some things won't, but that's, that's exactly. fantastic. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. And then my, the thing that we had talked about over the summer and we had talked about doing this podcast a while ago and it just didn't work out. You're busy. I'm busy. And, and, uh, uh, was some of the the ways that you've taken uh, the role of the teacher away from being the dictator or the person at the front of the classroom and made them the facilitator of learning and putting that responsibility into the kids' hands rather than always you know having to be in front of the kids and and if you're not doing something they're not doing anything and and so tell us a little about like all about all about um, everything that you've been doing with with that and. Um, because I, I took some of your ideas and I want to learn more right now, but, uh, and it's worked pretty well for me already this year. So yeah, I know. So tell us Yay. about it. Tell us about yeah. it. So this is just an idea that it kind of, it came to me at the beginning of last year, but this kind of thing has been on my mind for years trying mm-hmm. to solve this little puzzle. Um, so I, I got my specialist I graduated May, 2021. Okay. And, and you did that in technology, instructional instructional technology. technology. Yes. I loved that degree. It just, it really showed me how uh, like technology will never replace good teaching. You know, you have to uh, be able to 
take good teaching and use technology to help reinforce it. Yeah. Um, but it just, it really got me thinking about teacher centered learning versus student centered learning. Mm -hmm. And I, and it just hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, orchestra is teacher centered. <laughs> yeah. Teacher on the podium, providing all information and students sit there and do what teacher right. said. Yeah. And, and it, and all the research I had to do in my specialist, all of the examples that I was finding for my homework, um, there were no music examples, mm -hmm. none. Mm -hmm. And it, showed me, oh my gosh, like this is an area of growth for music education in general. Mm -hmm. We need to get off the podium. We can learn um, a lot from other disciplines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we really can. <laughs> and um, anyway, so that's just really kind of where this all started is just it, like even my professors for my specialist degree, they would ask me if they could keep my homework assignments so that there would be some music examples. Nice. That's like, good. Just, they're, they're really this, it's, there's not much yeah, <laughs> There's not yeah. much out there. And I think it's changing. And I think that was something that, you know, COVID did kind of force us into. Was, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I, I don't know many teachers that are teaching exactly the same now as they did before COVID. Right. right? So right. It's, it's terrible as it was. Yes. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, maybe, yes. maybe it did help us in, in some ways too. You know? Right, right, for sure. And so that that's kind of like, I just been kind of thinking, how can I change this? And I always, always hated lectures. I hated lecture based mm -hmm. classes. I have a, just a horrible attention span. I, I just I won't say which classes in case, you know, past professors are listening. <laughs> um, there were just some classes that I could not, yeah. I would literally sit there and be like, Rosie, focus focus. And I would just tune them out after like 10 minutes. I just, well, yeah, that's, you know, I, I think it's human nature and, um, mo most people can't really pay attention for an hour, you know? Yeah. yeah. So your, your mind does go other places. And so I, I totally am right with you on that. Yeah. It, yeah. It was hard. And I just, I always used to think I was dumb. Um, cause I, I didn't get, I mean, I didn't get bad grades, but like my sister took the harder classes, got better as a teacher. I thought I was dumb, but it wasn't until my senior year of college I met I got a tutor for a statistics course that I just knew I was going to need help with. Mm -hmm. And I went from being awful at math to getting the best grade in the class. There you go. And I really believe it's because of this tutor who didn't just lecture at me mm -hmm. for my whole session. Yeah. Uh, she worked with me through yeah. these problems. And then before yeah. you know, I was leading like tutoring sessions and statistics. And I've been that my whole life. And so that's when it really clicked for me. I was like, oh, I'm not dumb. I just don't learn that way. Yeah. And that, that that's why we, you know, try to find all these different strategies to teach the same skill because yeah. we're going to hit students here and here and here, and we're going to reach them in different ways. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then finally, I think what forced me to like, so this has been on my mind for years. This has been on my mind for I don't know, six years. Like how, how can I make orchestra less like teacher centered? Mm -hmm. Well, last year at Collins Hill was my first time teaching by myself in like a decade. My first, okay. my first year I was part-time with someone. My second year I was by myself. And then uh -huh. ever since then I've had a, a co-director. Right. So, you know, and most of us don't teach at schools where we have a lot of students that take private lessons. Okay. So last year when we were learning our rep, you know, normally like in the past, if the violas were struggling with a section, I would just, you know, ask the co-director or they would ask me, all right, one of us will take the violas into the side room. 
Um, well, last year, like I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to kind of get creative and that's kind of where the check marks were born. Okay. <laughs> so, and I have your spreadsheet. So when you're ready, I can pull it up on screen and people will be able to see that too. Okay. Yeah, sure. On the video. Yeah, if you're, if you're on the video, if you're on the audio, sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I basically was just trying to think, I was like, how can I make my classroom as much of like a private lesson as possible? How can I make it so that back row of my orchestra is not just lost mm -hmm. the whole time? And I've always done ensembles, you know, where you put the students in quartets, sure. quintets, mm -hmm. and that worked for about 75%, but there was always that group yeah. or two that would perform and you're just like, did y'all yeah. anything? <laughs> yeah. And you try to, you try to match, uh, ability levels, you know, and so, um, that's, that's the hard part. And then, you know, did you have those students play in front of each other or just for you when you put them in ensembles? No, for oh. in the ensembles when you did it the other way. Oh, for ensembles. Yeah. I was in front of the group. We would have like recital day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, yeah. it's always hard. And, and I, I believe in kids performing of course. Um, but sometimes, uh, there's a lot of comparisons made and, and, uh, that's, that's can be good, but it also can be detrimental. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One thing I noticed too on ensembles, they, a lot of the students were very nervous to perform. Mm -hmm. I don't see that with the check marks. Like I actually, they're seeking me out now. Like if I've yeah. set a deadline and for the check marks, they're like, Oh, Mr. Kelman, can you listen to my check mark? Like they're seeking me out. So tell so, us about how, so exactly what the oh, check mark yeah. is. So I, I think everybody's like, what is the check mark thing? <laughs> <laughs> What are the check marks? Okay. So basically, yeah, if you want to pull up the spreadsheet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can. And you'll be able to talk while it's up. There it is. Beautiful. You won't be able to see it, but I can. Okay, perfect. But you know what so it looks like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know what it looks like. Yes. <laughs> and it's totally tweakable. So, you know, if anybody wants to use it, like I, the link I sent is to generate a copy. Yes. So and I will copy. share that link in the uh, podcast description, the YouTube description, and um, um, I guess uh, on my website too, on orchestrateacher.net. So perfect. Yeah. And yeah, people can tweak it how they want. Yeah. Um, so, what I did. Um, cause you know, another issue with orchestra teachers, let's say, I don't know, the violas have just a nasty part that's so much harder. And then, so when you're working with the violas, what are the first seconds cellos and basses doing? Just sitting there. Yeah. So this also eliminates that. What I did is I picked the in, four toughest spots in a okay. piece for each instrument. And I'm, I'm kind of highlighting those here. So, uh, she has like a, a column for first violin, second violin, viola, cello, bass, and then spot one, two, three, four with uh measure numbers that's what it looks like right yes yep. yeah and those those are just kind of random measure numbers yeah just it's, just, but... it's just your template <laughs> right exactly yeah. um anyways and then yeah i split students up into groups by section so at my last school because i had a much larger group like mm -hmm. i had two first violin groups i had two second violin etc yeah. um this year i just i just have one because it's smaller groups mm -hmm. but um anyways so 
I send each student or all, I send the class into their designated areas and they there to work on their check marks. And what happens is when they are ready for me to come listen to them, they fill out a little Google form and they're just, I just, I'm like, all right, what group are you? Um, and then on, I have it on my tablet, you know, I, mm -hmm. I have the Google form and I can see, all right, group number three is ready. So I'll go listen to group three. And what I do when I go listen to group three is I either say, amazing, you got to check. Yeah. Or I say, not quite guys, you need to fix X, Y, Z. Call me back when X, Y, Z are fixed. And do it again. And do it again. Yeah. And it's also great because since they're in these small groups, I have more time than ever to work on fundamentals. Yeah. If I see a kid's bow hold is wacky, that is a perfect opportunity for me to real quick be like, oh, remember, we have to curve our pinky or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So you get that. That's what I've, because I've been doing similar, uh, some things and just, you know, having sectional groups and my sections are uh, an, enough, small enough that I can put them in a group and and do it that way. But um, it's been very positive. I've just been doing, um, I call them pass-offs, but um, I'll, I'll assign them um, measure numbers or a technique from their book or whatever it might be. And, uh, they have to work, we work, we work on it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and part of Thursday. And I give them a little bit of Thursday and then Friday to do their pass off. And it's been very successful for me, just that the ability to, um, for the kids to work collaboratively, you know, and, uh, it, it has taken the, not the responsibility off of me of grading. Cause I want to be, you know, I'm getting paid to teach and, right. and we do that. But it's also really built, I think, a good collegial um, relationship amongst each section. You oh, know? yeah. You know. Yeah. And last year, I actually, I had to have this, have a really, what ended up being a great conversation with one of my very advanced students. Mm -hmm. I, I spread out the advanced students. I'm not going to put all the all-staters in one group. Sure. Know? So um, I, I had to have a conversation with one of my very high-level students who um, was offending a little bit um, other group members. Yeah. And I had to have a conversation with him about how, how do you give constructive criticism mm -hmm. without yeah. offending people and... Yeah. And I, I've had a, a, a one or two instances of so-and-so's not doing their work or so-and-so's got a bad attitude or something like that. So that's where we, you know, we have to teach these kids on how to work collaboratively because I told them, I said, when you go into the workplace, no matter what you're doing, you will probably have to work with other people. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And you're going to have people that you work well with. And you're going to work with people that you don't work well with, and you're still going to have to work with them. Yep. So um, this it's like a really great life lesson as well, besides, um, you know, getting all the music learned, you know. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I talk about my, my husband a lot. You know, he's a data analyst, like could not be more like opposite than music. Yeah. But like I talk about his career a lot and like with things like that. And yeah. I do the yeah. same. My wife's an interior, interior architect, interior designer, and, um, you know, the she brings home stories and I, I shared some of those with my kids because I think that they don't realize how orchestra will fit into their life after high school. If they're not going to be professional musicians or teachers or in the music field, how is it, how are the experiences that are getting in orchestra going to impact their life or how can they use that to impact their life in a positive way and impact their career in a positive way? Um, mm -hmm. And what kind of skills are they getting from orchestra to be able to implement those later on in life. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Well, another thing that I love about this is last year, um, my concert orchestra, I think that was probably like our strongest like LGPE performance we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And, and none of those kids take lessons, not a single one in that class. Yeah. And I think the reason it was so strong is because, you know, in the past, I've always, you know, had that, that back row that, you know, maybe they get <laughs> most of the notes. That would be great. Yeah. None of my students were lost. Not That's a single great. And I think these check marks kind of help close that divide between sure. strongest and the weakest in, in the group. And, and I only give the groups a check mark if everyone in the group like is like making it through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I told the advanced kids at my new school, when I introduced this to them, I told them, I was like, it is your responsibility to make sure that your group knows their part and That's right. how this works. And so, yeah, it, you know, helps foster some student leadership and it's really cute too. Cause like sometimes some of the kids get kind of competitive, like in my freshman class this year, I do have two cello groups and they're kind of competitive. They're like, oh, we have to beat the other cello group. But, <laughs> but then like on the flip side, they're also like, they're really cute and they cheer each other on too. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So what are, uh, so, uh, let me go back to the check sheet or check marks, uh, spreadsheet again. So you put the student's name in there and then you just check them off when they get the, the spots and it shows a total there, like one, two, three, four spots. Um, what, what happens, um, if they're, if they, you, you say, oh no, no, you got to redo it. Um, how does your grading work with this then? Um, it, grading, like in terms of if they get the check or not. Well, yeah. Once they get the check, like, what do you put in the grade book? Oh, okay. You know? So. So Decatur High School has a completely different grading system than Collinsville <laughs> High School. Every school district has their own special way. Oh, and, yeah. You know, okay. Um, well, okay. So Collinsville was, I think, more similar to what traditional, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So use Collinsville's as a reference. Um, so on this, like, if I had four check boxes or four spots, mm-hmm. then each check was worth 25 points. Got it. So, uh, and, and how long would they have to do, um, go back to the sheet, like uh, all those measures, uh, how, uh, how long would that uh, take to, to that, do? You that know? was flexible. Um, it kind of, um, if I, like, you know, I would give them a deadline for what I thought was appropriate, mm-hmm. but if I see that they are working hard, but they are struggling, I'll extend the deadline. And yeah. that... I give them a deadline just so they're not sitting there on their phones being, yeah, 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 just wasting so time. Mm-hmm. Right. But, <laughs> but I push it back. I push it back if, if needed. It's not always needed, but sometimes it is needed. Sure. So that's, that's flexible. And sometimes too, there's some students that maybe they were absent. And so I tell the group like, well, okay, go ahead and play with them. And then the absent student can then schedule me yeah. during like an advisement time or homeroom before yeah. school. And and I've had absent kids. Um, uh, when they come back, I say, okay, section, you got to pull up that section again. You got to play it again with your, with your friend that was missing. And, and for, for, if I had them do it by themselves, you know, then it's not, it's not the same as when everybody else does it. So let me ask you, when you were doing this, do you have the kids play individually or are you having them play in the group? As a group. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't like to single people out. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes it's unavoidable, but in general, I, I try my hardest never okay. to single. Mainly because I'm sensitive. So like, yeah. You know, well, just, every teacher has yeah. their, as a way that works for them and what, what will work for them. And, you know, some different schools I've been in, like the individual thing was like, 
not a big deal. Everybody did it. Mm-hmm. And um, other schools have been in, and it's like, well, no, they're not, we're not ready for that. Even by class too, like, you know, my chamber orchestra, I, sh- I should be able to go through and ask them to play individually um, yeah. because they're in a tough level group. But my concert orchestra, the same thing is, you know, they're the babies and, and uh, they're just, you, you want them to continue on and not feel, you know, overwhelmed or yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. So for sure. Yeah. So what I'll do, like if I listen to a group and I see someone in the group is not working well, like, or not getting it at my last school, because Mm -hmm. I had that rapport, you know, I was there for 12 years, I would say, all right, Susie, it looks like you need to look at this a little bit more. I haven't done that at my new school, just because again, I'm new. Yeah. I I mean, I, my, I'm second year in my school. So this year I've been able to drop the hammer a little bit more Mm -hmm. last year. I was like, "Mm, yep, I'm not going to do that yet. So, and, and, and next year it'll be even more. So, you know, it's, it's way we do. And, and that's a, a whole other discussion, of, you know, about starting a new school. What are some of um, the challenges that you've had? And, you know, you can elaborate as much as you want or as little as you want, but um, or, or they could be general challenges of just, you know, whatever. Yeah. What are some challenges with the new school, like moving to a new school? Um, or have there been any? Oh, oh yes, there have been. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely, like, as cheesy as this is going to sound, I, I miss my students. Your you know, old my- students. Yeah, my of course. Are- I mean, I miss my Alpharetta students like crazy, you know, but I love my new students. Right, and, and right. I want to, yeah. you know, I wish I could clone myself and teach at both schools, but, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, uh, it, it, but I, yeah, there's going to be always things, you know, um, exactly. and this is for everybody that's either considering, you know, moving to a new school or has in the, in the last year or two or whatever, um, you know, we're always going to have the, the thoughts about, uh, our former situation, or maybe we don't, depending on what you're coming from. I came a very, from a very good situation and, and, right. um, you know, didn't really have any beef with anything at my old school. It was, uh, most of my move was personal. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I've been loving my new students and my, my colleagues and my, my building and my admin and everything's great. Everything's great. Um, That's but, uh, you're always going to have those thoughts, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. I think too, like, especially like the current seniors at the pre sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Think about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Last year, seniors, I, I, I definitely missed and they're great kids. And I was able to go back and see them, you know, once I think, um, for a, a short time, yes. but, um, and it's, it, I've kept in touch with a couple of them and it's, it's, yeah. it's super nice and some of the yeah. parents too. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, that's, there's always that, um, you're, you know, if your heart's in a place for a while, it's going to stay there. I mean, I'll always be a KSU owl too. And I was there for four years. It wasn't that long, but um, it was, it, there was a lot of things and a lot of people particularly that, that made a difference in my life and, you know, helped me get through things. And so yeah. I'll never forget those times, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we have that. We have that. That's the personal side of what we do is, you know, we take, uh, we take a profession and we make it very personal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Um, and then I guess on the non-personal aspect, some challenges, it's just, uh, it's a very new grading system Yep. Uh, in the city schools of Decatur. Um, it is unlike anything I've ever heard. Okay. Uh, they, they're not on the like one to 100 grading scale. Okay. What are they on? <laughs> Enlighten us, please. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You should have seen all the teachers faces in like the new teacher orientation. We were all like, what? So this is not new this year for the district. This is just new for you and yeah. the other teachers that were there. Okay. So can yeah. you tell us about it or do you, do you get it? <laughs> or don't you get it? Um, I barely get it. I get it enough to be functional. Okay. So, um, it's one through seven. 
is and seven we, is the best. Seven is the best. Yeah. And so, so seven um, is an A, yeah. six is a B. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I, but if you have sure. a one, that's like totally failing. I'm guessing, right? There's not yeah. like one's not like you're doing okay because there's no, you know, right? Okay. No, you're doing okay would be like a four or five. Um, okay. And like seven is like off the charts over, like would be an A plus. Yes. A seven is basically like perfect score. Six would be like a low A maybe. Okay. Um, so weird. I'm that still, is weird. <laughs> it is bizarre. Yeah. yeah. And it's still weird. But I mean, I, I guess it does make sense because when you look at like, so are there percentages that relate to those one through sevens? Um, Only for college transcripts. That's it. So, oh, because they have to come up with a GPA that's mm-hmm. an equivalent. Yeah. So that's the only way. And they, I mean, one thing I love about my new district is they really focus a lot on equity. There's an entire equity team and the city schools of Decatur, which is incredible. Um, and they're, ugh, I don't remember the name of the book. This system of grading came from some equitable grading, heavily researched book that i forget the name someone of. made money on a new system yeah yes. okay okay and uh so the kid comes in and they do a playing test for you and they do like amazingly well it's like when you're top players and top like almost mm-hmm. everything's perfect that's a seven that's a seven so what's a six a s- <laughs> uh, i mean i don't know like i've only been working in this district I, six i know months. i'm asking you a lot of uh challenging questions um, <laughs> It's like you're interviewing for the job. <laughs> grateful they didn't ask me about this in the interview. I would probably yeah. be like, what? <laughs> um, so, but no, but uh, yeah, a six is, I guess, maybe like an 87 to like a 93. Okay. Okay. So, so you're having yeah. to make these. Um, so would you say that's more lenient than a traditional AF 90, 80, 70? Um, or is it not? It's just so different. It's hard to. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know yet. Ask okay. me in six months. My um, brain is, my brain is like totally wired in that system. I'm sure yours was too. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Ask me in six months once I've. Okay. Spot- we'll have to have you back on for like a, a, a follow up quick episode and be like, tell us about this grading thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I still don't. Okay. Fully understand so that's it. one of, that's been a new challenge. Right. And then, um, anything else? Um, uh, well, uh, you know, just getting equipment, Yeah. you know, yeah. and like, yeah, making sure this company is a vendor with the new uh, district. Yep. Okay. And so it's just been a lot of paperwork. Paperwork. Yeah. Isn't that great? Um, yeah, it's so much fun. We, we, we often aren't told how much paperwork goes into doing what we do, you yes. know, yes. We, that, that's not always shared with us when we are going into the profession. <laughs> right. Well, and it's kind of disappointing because, you know, I, I use sight reading factory, like, Sure. All the time. And, but my planning period this year so far, like I've only assigned one site reading factory and it was actually just last week. It's because my planning period these first few weeks has just been talking to different vendors, talking mm-hmm. to the bookstore, just yeah. getting things settled. It's With site so reading factory, then you, you actually have the student subscriptions as well. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. Uh, this, I don't know. It might be an entirely new, different, uh, a new okay. conversation, but yes. <laughs> okay. And, and you, uh, really like it apparently. It's a very long story short, um, in March of 2020, when none of us knew what to do, um, (laughs) I, I was like, oh, I've heard of this website. Let's try it. Um, I was horrified. 
I was horrified by how poorly my students did. And it okay. showed me like, oh, wow. I, I didn't even consider myself like a rote teacher. But the fact that my students couldn't read, I was like, oh my gosh, they learned, they, they copy me, they imitate. Mm -hmm. terrible. Anyways, and then the next year for my um, capstone, for my specialist, actually, I used Sight Reading Factory. And I had okay, a, so you're an expert. You just, I love if you sight. use it for a capstone. I know, like when you do a dissertation or a thesis or anything like that, you become the expert. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was really funny at my new school at like the parent meeting day. I talked about Sight Reading Factory because I was like, FYI, like your students are going to have assignments, and I talked about why I I was so passionate about it. And this one mom came up to me and she was like, Oh my gosh, like that was an amazing sales pitch. You should work for Sight Reading Factory. <laughs> Well, because it was, uh, I'll, I'll share the data with you. I collected data. I don't have it right in front of me. Sure. But um, from August to May, I had 94% of my students improved at least one level in Sight Reading Factory. And that 6% is including students that just never did an assignment. Wow. So okay. It was pretty that's, much my entire program. That's improved great. At least one level. Mm -hmm. um, it was 80. I'm going to guesstimate this number. It was in the 80s. 84 okay. um, improved by at least two. Wow. Oh, that's great. I'm telling you, Charles, my students have never learned music faster. Like wow. so, they could all read. They, they could all they, read. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to look into that some more. And then uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about stealing your ideas some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll share with you my, my findings for my data. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. That sounds cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and so, yeah, this this is all so cool to, just to be able to catch up with you and and learn about. Is there anything else that you're you're doing or working on that you wanted to share? I know you had to, you had some some notes, or we we catch everything that we need to catch up on. Um, I think so. I I mean, this year also, I'm trying to focus more on playing. You know, I think as educators, sometimes, oh yourself playing your yeah, yeah your own playing yeah. or yeah and getting out there yeah. Mm -hmm. I just joined the Georgia Philharmonic and so oh fantastic yeah, fantastic. So I'm having to, you know, work there's, on some. There's a lot time. of teachers in there now. Um, I know Jake is there, Jake. and um, Jesse, um, yeah. uh, from from Centennial. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, Nick, Nick Wheeler is there in the bass section, which I thought was funny because he, I thought he was a violist. Who is there? <laughs> uh, Nick Wheeler. He oh, okay. Went to a new school. I forget what what school he's at now, but yeah, yeah. he's in there too. Yeah, there's a lot of teachers doing that. So yeah, so you're. you're uh, uh, that meet like meets once a week or, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. every Monday night. Right. Great. So it, it's yeah, good. We have a concert coming up at, at, at concert hall. Yeah. We, yes, we do. Yeah. 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 Well, my amazing uh, booster mom, um, uh, president, my booster president, she's a violinist and she, she, she's playing in there too. So awesome. yeah. Yeah. So you maybe you'll meet her. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I know she's, she's really excited about it too. I, I can't wait uh, to be able to play more right now. I play baseball a lot and that's with my kids. Uh, and, uh, so for me, uh, I've, I've not been able to play as much as I would like to, but it's one mm -hmm. of those things that's that, that work life family balance. And, yes. you know, um, my kids are 14 and 12. I have, you know, five and a half years, not even or so with them still in the house and, that I can play all I want after that. But uh, for now, while they're here, um, yeah. I'm dad and I love it. And uh, we've got a game tonight, actually. So that's, yeah. that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, but, and uh, I teach students this too, like my playing journey, like they're, they're highs and lows. Mm -hmm. you know? For sure. For sure. So it's, it's yeah. Normal. It's, it's, it's hard to do because it's, uh, uh, 
timing and uh, conflicts with with uh, concerts and events that we have and um yeah i i do miss it though and i i think um that's one of the things that would be cool to hear from um our audience is just you know how do you balance how do you find that time or um or you just you just cut out time and you make it to, to yeah. be able to play yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, everything's a balance. And, you know, I also think it's great to explore new hobbies. Like, I'm actually getting into woodworking. I built this cabinet behind really? me. Really? That looks yeah. great. Look at that. Okay. Yeah, it's eight feet tall. So it's, wow. it's a beast. I, and I built it. And you put li- and you put lights in there? I see there's a little yeah, light in there. Yeah. yeah. LEDs in there? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hobbies are fun. I mean, that was, that was my whole studio was just like YouTube University and figuring out one thing at a time, whether it's, you know, framing and then you know, drywall and I have a power sprayer and, and, you know, lights. I did all the electrical and everything. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool just to like find those, those different things for sure. Absolutely. And I think it's good for our mental health too. It gives us a little mental or just a break. We need a break. Yeah. Otherwise it's, you know, orchestra all the time. So, and I know why at the beginning of the podcast, I like totally screwed everything up because I have my concert tomorrow and my, my, I'm like on concert brain. So, I know that's why I thought it was Thursday because my concert's Thursday and yeah. So (laughs) we, we, we get hyper-focused and uh, this has been, this has been amazing chatting with you today and um, you know, taking the break away from my, my concert worries for tomorrow and um, just being able to chat with you. And, and again, thank you so much for um, all the great ideas. Uh, Like I said earlier, um, anything that uh, Rosie sends me, I will put on the podcast, uh, description and uh whether you're listening on spotify or apple or uh, the youtube uh um, description as well and then post on my website but um it's always a pleasure to chat with you wish you the best of luck in your first year at, De- at decatur and um just uh i i can't wait to catch up with you and see how everything goes those those one to sevens will be on my mind yeah those grades <laughs> <Me> <laughs> It's an adventure, that's for sure. Absolutely. So, well, thank you again. And uh, everybody, uh, it's been an awesome episode. Thank you, Rosie. We'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in. For resources and more information, visit orchestrateacher.net.